0: Greetings to you all, servants of the Most High God. Bible prophecies are very clear about a time of affliction and distress. When the people of God will then, when the death decree is enacted, be plunged into those sins of affliction and distress, described by a prophet as the time of Jacob's trouble. Thus saith the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. All faces are turned into paleness. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Brethren, the prophecies talk about this time. When a Satan accuses the people of God on account of their sins, the Lord permits him to try them to the uttermost. Their confidence in God, their faith and firmness will be severely tested. As they review the past, their hopes sink. For in their whole lives they can see little good. They are fully conscious of their weakness and worthiness. Certain endeavours to terrify them. Will the thought that their cases are hopeless, with the thought that their cases are hopeless, that the stain of their defilement will never be washed away, he hopes so to destroy their faith, that they will yield to his temptations and turn from their allegiance to God. The question is, will the people of God turn their allegiance? from god when the people of god turn their allegiance from god or they'll turn their allegiance amidst these most forbidding circumstances turn their allegiance to god welcome to this pre- presentation i am your host lango evans we are praying heavenly father we come before you this wonderful evening we thank you for being with us and you have kept us well. And it's another wonderful time, Father God, that we have entered the Sabbath hours, Heavenly God. We pray, Heavenly God, that may we approach these hours with barefoot reverence, Heavenly God. As we are going to serve your word, Heavenly Father, we pray, Father God, that may you lead us line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, until we come to the full understanding of your righteousness, Heavenly God. All those who are yet to join, Heavenly Father, we also pray, Father God, that may you be with them. May you guide them, Father God, as they seek to enjoy even the Heavenly Father. The Adventists the Father God, wherever they are, God, we pray that may you keep them well this Sabbath, Heavenly Father. As we are going to study this word, Heavenly Father, may you lead us into all and nothing but the truth. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray and believe. Amen. Our study this wonderful evening uh, comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30. And uh, we gave verse number seven, which says, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. If you consider the book of Jeremiah chapter number 30, you will get that uh, the theme of Jeremiah 30 is deliverance of Israel. And if if you look at the experience of Jacob, he was also delivered. And if you look at this theme that we are going to handle, in as much as it talks about trouble, there's also the aspect of deliverance from trouble. And that's why, as we have read Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 7, if you proceed, verse number 8 says, For it shall come to pass in that day, say the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from off thy neck, and will burst thy bonds, and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him. Verse 9 but they shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. Verse number 10. Therefore, fear thou not, O my servant Jacob. Highlight, O my servant Jacob. So the person that is going to be delivered in this theme, which is the great deliverance, because when the great time of trouble comes, it also calls for the greatest deliverance that has never been seen before. When that time shall come, Those who shall be delivered are those who are the servants of the Lord. That's why he's called, oh, my servant Jacob. And that takes us to the book of Obadiah. That takes us to the book of Obadiah. So that we consider this deliverance that is uh, going to be experienced by those who are servants of God. So that we also see this type of trouble. If you go to the book of Obadiah, chapter 1, definitely is only one chapter. Or if you go to Obadiah 1 1 or Obadiah verse 1, it begins by saying, The vision of Obadiah. Thus said the Lord God concerning Edom, We have heard a rumor from the Lord, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye, and let us rise up against her in battle. So the prophet who is writing us this begins by, uh, when, uh, I, I mean, uh, the book from which we have read this. Begins by saying the vision of Obadiah And what he is going to give us in the book of Obadiah Is a vision of what is going to happen during the time of trouble Is a prophecy of what is going to happen during the time of trouble That we are going to talk about Or Jacob's time of trouble in which he shall be delivered So whenever we talk about Jacob's time of trouble Let us not forget the the part which says that And he shall be delivered out of it When we talk about the trouble that the people of God will be plunged into, we should never forget the part that, and they shall be delivered out of it. But for them to be delivered, as we have said, is that Jacob was called the servant of God. Which means that only those people who will be worthy of this deliverance are those who are called by the name of God who are servants of God. And that's why when you look at Obadiah, we know very well that when when, when God was inspiring Bible writers, they did not just use names for the sake of using names or to fill up space. Each and every name had a meaning attached to itself, and understanding the meaning attached to a name would broaden the subject of of study. And that's why we understand if you go back to the prophecies of Daniel chapter chapter number three, Daniel chapter number uh, seven, Daniel chapter number eight, chapter number chapter number uh, eleven, chapter number twelve. There's a great importance attached to Bible to Bible names, and we know very well even the name Messiah. That there is great importance attached to the name Messiah, that uh, was uh, that that uh, helped uh, the Advent movement come to an understanding of the of the of the prophecies, as we uh, that, that great uh, prophecy that we find in the book of Daniel, chapter number eight, the 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 two thousand three hundred days and the and the portions of of it. But we are we are not there, so we are talking about the importance of Bible names. So in Hebrew language, the name Obadiah means servant of God or it means serving Jah. When we say Obadiah means serving Jah, we are not talking about the Jah that the Rastafaris talk about. We are talking about the Jah, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And we have seen that during Jacob's time of trouble, he shall be delivered out of it. And because Jacob shall be delivered out of it, it is because he is a servant of God. Obadiah here speaks about uh, uh, about, about, uh, a trouble that is coming. And this trouble is coming to a people called Edom, or the Edomites. But before we get there, is that Obadiah means servant of God, and if you read through the Bible, there were thirteen Israelites who were named Obadiah. Obadiah was a name that was given to thirteen Israelites. So if we see again that to the name Obadiah, which means servant of God, attached to it are the names of thirteen Israelites. So and we know very well again that there's an importance in, in Bible numbers. And it is interesting enough that if you go to the book of Genesis chapter 14, Genesis chapter number 14, Genesis chapter number 14, verse number four, because we have said it was a name of 13 Israelites, and there's an importance attached to Bible Bible numbers and Bible names, of course. Genesis 14, verse number four, says this, 12 years they said." Chedel Laoma, and in the 13th year they rebelled. 12 years they served Chedel Laoma, and in the 13th year they rebelled. That is, in that book of Genesis 14, verse number 4, it is the first place that the number 13 appears in the word of God. And in the first place that number 13 appears in the word of God, it is attached to rebellion. It is attached to rebellion. That is the very first place that uh, the word 13 appears. Remember uh, the model of Bible study that Christ gave when, when he was in the walk to a mouse in the book of Luke chapter number 24. What did he do? He told them beginning at Moses and all the prophets. Beginning at Moses, the prophets and all the scriptures, he expounded unto them things concerning himself. And he gave us a method of Bible study, Christ's method of Bible study, that we begin at Moses. We go back to the beginning. Then we pull that string to the, to, the, to, to, the, to the end. So number 13, the first time it appears, it is attached to, to rebellion. And it's very interesting that when you go to the, the last book in the Bible, chapter 13 also brings us a power that is rebellious. But we're talking about Obadiah. So Obadiah was a servant of God. So we ask ourselves, what is, what is the connection here of 13 Israelites being called uh, Ob- 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 Obadiah? It is because there was an Obadiah who lived during a time of rebellion. Where do we find that in the book of Kings chapter number 18? First Kings chapter number 18, We find an Obadiah Who lives during the time of rebellion. So we go to the book of First Kings chapter number 18, First Kings chapter number 18, Where we find Obadiah, An Obadiah who lives during a time of rebellion. First Kings chapter number 18, We find An Obadiah who lives during a time of rebellion, so, if you go to uh, 1 Kings, that is 2 Kings, we are supposed to go to 1 Kings chapter number 18. Remember, servant of God, Jacob, servant of God, Obadiah, serving Jah. And serving Jah means servant of God or serving God. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse number 1 says this, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came unto Elijah in the third year, saying, Go shew thyself unto Ahab. And I will send rain upon the earth. So question, we as a people that are the Advent movement, are we waiting for the experience of the latter rain? Yes, we are waiting for the experience of the latter rain. And we, we know that when we shall receive the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which is which has been coined as the, as the latter rain, we shall be given the strength to take the everlasting gospel before kings, before princes, to each and every nation. And for us to be able to take that gospel, for Elijah to be able to to for Elijah for for rain to be able to be sent, there was a message that accompanied this uh, this, uh, this 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 message. He has got the the power to go before the king because the word of the Lord came unto him, and which means that when we shall be given this everlasting gospel, the, the final message that this world will have to hear before probation closes is that we have to receive the word of the Lord because Elijah goes. On the foundations of the word of the Lord. Because the word of the Lord came unto Elijah in the third year. Saying, go shew thyself unto her. And he was not only going to shew himself. It was not a fashion show parade. He was going to shew himself there. Because he had a message that he he, he was bearing. On his right hand was a a message. That he had been given by the Lord. And I will send rain. So together with this message. There is the experience of the Holy Spirit. And we know that that is a, a, a type. Of what is going to of, of what is going to happen as we shall be as we shall be entering the time of the full outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now verse number two. And Elijah went to shew himself unto Ahab. And there was so famine in Samaria. And Ahab called unto called Obadiah. So in the king's uh, in the in in the king's uh, in, in that kingdom there was a man who was called Obadiah which was the governor of his house. Now we are given now the character of Obadiah. There was a man called Obadiah. We are given the character of Obadiah and the condition in which Obadiah lived because we have said Obadiah means serving God. We have seen that Jacob who entered uh, a time of trouble, which was a type of the time of trouble that uh, those people who fear God shall shall enter into was also a servant of of God. So you are being told that Obadiah, Obadiah means a servant of God. So that one is, is point number one about his character. Now, point number two about his character, we find in uh, verse number three. He says, "And Ab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, which means that servants of God, servants of God, who are going to enter this time of trouble, who are going to go through Jacob's time of trouble, a time of emotional anguish, which will be a time of of physical punishment to those who have been who have who have been closed out of of uh, of of the of the of the probationary." Of the probationary, uh, which, which is which is this term, who have been closed out by by, by probation, uh, those people upon whom uh, the door of mercy has been has been has been has been has been closed, they shall go through through a physical uh, a time of trouble. But for the people of God, it shall be an emotional time of trouble, just the way it was with Jacob. So we're being told that now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. So which means that for us to be able to be servants of God, we have to be a people who fear the Lord greatly. Now, what is the fear of God? Because it's only those people who fear the Lord greatly that shall be saved from the time of trouble. It's only those people who are servants of God that shall be saved from the time of trouble shall be delivered the way Jacob was delivered. Now, immediately it mentions about the fear of God. That one definitely takes us to the book of Revelation chapter number 14. And I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel preach unto them that dwell upon the uh, to every nation kindred tongue, and people saying with the Lord's voice, Fear God and give glory to him. So, Obadiah, inasmuch as he feared God, he also gave glory to to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and these people are supposed to bear an everlasting gospel to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Uh, to every nation, kindred, tongue, and and, and, whom, and people. Which means that these people who fear God, like we see in the type of Obadiah, like we see in this patriarch, is that they must be able to have a character which is worthy of being described as a fear of God. Now, what is the fear of God? The book of Proverbs. Let us go to the book of Proverbs. We look at the fear of God. Proverbs chapter number 8 tells us about the fear of God. And it's those people who have this fear that shall be saved out of the time of trouble. The way Jacob was done, what? Was saved. The book of Proverbs chapter number 8 tells us about the fear of God. Proverbs chapter number 8 tells us about the fear of God. It says this, Proverbs chapter number 8. Now it says this in verse number 13. It says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So Obadiah, who was in Ab's kingdom, he hated evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the fraud mouth do I hate. So, someone who will be saved from the great time of trouble, those people who shall be delivered from the great time of trouble are those who fear God and that means that they hate evil, They they, they, are, they, are, they are not proud, they are not arrogant and they hate the evil way and the fraud mouth they also ate because they have the character of their father who also hates these things. Because uh uh, uh the character of God, uh their the, the character is is the very character of of God because they have been they have been they have been saved by grace, they are walking in righteousness by 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 faith. And we know when we talk about righteousness, we talk about the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which means uh their character can be seen, the character of Christ can be seen in them. But now we are talking about the time of trouble. What has this to do with Obadiah? We go back to 1 Kings chapter 18, which says this in verse number 4. For it was so, when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took an hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. So, was there a time of trouble during the time that Obadiah lived? Yes, there was a time of trouble. And where the trouble ca- come from? The trouble came from a woman who was called Jezebel. What did she do? She cut off the prophets of the Lord. And Obadiah hid them. So, there was a time of trouble. There are time whereby they had to hide from the trouble that was in the land. And this is an example of what is just about to happen for uh, uh, be ahead of us. Whereby there shall be a time of trouble. Whereby the antitypical Jezebel shall go after the people of God. which people of God, servants of God, who fear God, who hate evil, who hate a flawed mouth, who hate the evil way, who give glory to God. She shall go and them like a flood. And they shall be forced to go and find uh, uh, to find uh, to go and find uh, to go and uh, to go and find their their homes outside and in places whereby uh, uh, in secluded places because the people, they, they, they found their are in a in a cave. Now who is Jezebel and what does got Jezebel to do with with Jacob's time of trouble? We go to the book of Revelation chapter number two. Revelation chapter number two tells us about Jezebel and what she has got to do with this time of trouble. Revelation chapter number two talks about a time, a time uh, that the church lived in. Revelation two verse number twenty says this: "Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferedest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and seduce my servants to commit fornication." So during this time of trouble, it was a time also whereby there was there was there was, there was deceit, there was lies everywhere, there was there was there, there was lies everywhere in the in the land because. For her to call herself a prophetess, and she seduces the servants of God to commit fornication, which means she is not a prophetess, she is a fornicator, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. She was not a servant of God, but she was a servant that gave sacrifices unto idols. Now, verse 21, and I gave her space to repent for fornications, and she repented not. And that's why Jacob's time of trouble, some of the events that will transpire during Jacob's time of trouble, we will also touch upon people who were given time to repent, but they repented not. Now it continues and says, verse 22, Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. Verse 23, And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am, I am he which searcheth the, the, the reins of the heart, and I will give unto everyone of you according to your works. So, which means that during this time of trouble, is that there are people who will not have repented. There are people who will be found in adultery. There are people who will who will be found in fornication. And when we talk about when we talk about spiritual adultery and when we talk about spiritual fornication, which means that we have to understand in what context we bring up this. Now we know very well that in the Bible or the Bible prophecy, a woman represents a church. So this Jezebel, the time, time period, because. Uh, uh, as, as she is introduced in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse number 20, during uh, when, when this book gives the history that the church lived through, is that this was the time period between 538 and 1517 AD when when, when, when the Roman church persecuted the Christ, uh, Christians or persecuted servants of God and those who feared him greatly and gave glory unto, unto him. This is a time period that is brought up here and it is coined in a character of a woman called Jezebel because the time that Jezebel lived. During the literal time that Jezebel lived, it was a time whereby she cut off the prophetesses, the, the, the prophets of, of God. Which means that Obadiah is a man, one character that we find who is called an, who is called Obadiah is one who lived during this time. That there was what there was apostasy in the land during this time, whereby there was persecution in the land during this time, whereby there was trouble in the land, and we know very well that during this time, Obadiah helps the prophets of God. Now, look at, look at, look at, we go back to kings, because we have only set a foundation of the context in which Obadiah lived. First king says this in verse number four, 18, verse number four. For it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took an hundred prophets and hid them by 50 in a cave and fed them with bread and water. Uh Now, during the time of trouble, is there a diet? And for a people to be able to stand through a time of trouble, there is also a diet that the people of God or those who call themselves servants of God must have. Because Obadiah here, we see a diet is brought into place that he fed them with bread and with water. And if you look at Elijah, who is introduced here, he also had a diet when he is introduced, when, they, when, when, when God feeds him with the, with the, with the ravens. At first, he is fed with flesh. Then, as he continues, as he nears translation, when he is being fed again, he is now fed with with with, with flesh that he was fed uh, with at the initial stages, which means that as in translation, he nears translation, there was a change in his diet. He was now uh, uh, fed with bread and, and and water. There was no flesh in his diet. We are not narrowing down on the issues of flesh. No, because uh, we cannot just narrow the gospel down on the issues of flesh and make it a point. And we because many, many a times, we narrow down the gospel to the issue of flesh and forget other things about about health. So it's not just about issues of flesh alone. In as much as it is very important, but it is so it's so wide. It's about the gospel in its in its in its en- 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 entirety. And the gospel in its entirety also has got the issues of our diet, in which inside there there is the issue of of flesh. So it continues and says that he fed them with bread and what and water. That was the diet. Now, but remember. The Obadiah that we read in the book of Obadiah, there's a message that he was he was he was he was given, and if you if you if you read, uh, let us just read a uh, a quote here. Let us read a quote here uh, from uh, which book is this? Just a minute. About we have talked about uh, during the time of trouble they had they had a diet. Uh, is are issues of diet important to 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 us? They are they are very important. I've uh, just lost that quote. Uh, maybe I'll get it later, then we'll read it. Now, I found it. Uh, this review and herald October 21st, 1884, paragraph 1. The reason why many of us will fall in the time of trouble is because of laxity in temperance and indulgence of appetite. So, issues of diet, very important. That's why here they had a diet. Now, Obadiah, his name means servant of God. So, if his name means servant of, servant of God, And he was living during a time of trouble. Why do we call it Jacob's time of trouble? And what is the connection between Obadiah and Jacob's time of trouble? We go back to the book of Obadiah and find the connection. We go back to the book of Obadiah and find the connection. It says, the vision of Obadiah thus said the Lord concerning Adam. So we ask ourselves, who is Adam? Who is Adam? We go back to the book of Genesis, Christ's method of Bible study. Genesis chapter number 25, we want to establish who is Adam, and we'll get the relationship uh, between this. Genesis 25 says this, the book of Genesis chapter number 25, we want to establish who is, who is Adam. Genesis 25 says this in verse number 24, it says, And when her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, they were twins in her womb. And the first came out red over like an hairy garment and they called his name esau the name esau means red and we can get it from the very verse and the first came out red over like an hairy garment and they called his name esau verse 26 and after that came his brother out and his hand took hold on esau's heel and his name was called jacob talking about jacob's time of trouble but Obadiah is talking about a trouble that will come to the Edomites, to the antitypical Edomites, that will come to the Edomites. Now, what is this? What, what What is this? What is the connection between Jacob, Esau, and the Edomites, and Jacob's time of trouble? But because we have mentioned Jacob, already it is it is it is setting pace to the time of trouble that uh, he was engaged in, or he found himself in. Verse 27, And the boss grew, and Esau was a cunning hunter, a man of the field, and Jacob was a plain man, dwelling in the tents. Verse number 28. And Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venetian. But Rebekah loved Jacob. 29. And Jacob sold portage and a sow from the field. And Esau came from the field and he was faint. Now, what did Esau subsist in? He was a man. He was a hunter. And because he was a hunter, look at his character. He was a cunning hunter. A man of the field. And he was not as plain as Jacob. Then it continues, verse number 29. He was faint. So can we say that he was faint also because of his diet? That's why he's called faint. Now we proceed. Verse 31. And Jacob said, sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, "Swear to me this day." And he swore unto him. And he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and porridge. Now look at the diet of Jacob: of lent uh, and, and porridge of lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau dispersed his birthright. Now verse start, What did we read? That because he was faint, his name was called Edom. What was the message that Obadiah was uh, bore in the book of Obadiah one one? It was a message against Adam. Now, who who is Adam? Adam was Esau. At what point was he called Adam? At the point that he that he was he was faint. So, Adam are those people who have the character of Esau? Those people who have sold the birthright? Those people who have been made sons and daughters of God, but they sold that for worldly pleasure people who have been called to inherit the kingdom of God but they have sold that because of worldly pleasure because of uh, of 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 carnal of, of, of carnal desires because here we say very well that he was faint just because of of food that is uh, 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 that is uh, what we call uh, this name has gone this name this name has gone just because of, of fleshly desires but what was what about Jacob if you go to Genesis 26 not 26 27 verse number 36. He says, and he said, is not he rightly named Jacob? For he had supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright and behold now he hath taken my blessing. Now Jacob is introduced as a supplanter. And that's why his name also means supplanter. He's introduced as a supplanter. But given that he has been introduced as a supplanter, does he have a change in character? Does he experience, does he meet God face to face? Does he come before God? And he, he neither he now ceases to become a supplanter, and someone who takes away birthrights and becomes a man who is after God's heart. Genesis 32. Genesis 32 says this, verse 27, and he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Verse 28, and he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, has thou power with God, with men, and has prevailed? Verse 29. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore? Is that, that thou dost ask my name? And he blessed him there. Verse 30. And Jacob called the name of the place, Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Brethren, for us to be preserved, for our lives to be preserved during Jacob's time of trouble, we must be a people who have seen God face to face. We must be a people who have an experience with God. We must be a people who, like the soldier at the foot of the cross, must say, what must I do to be saved? We must be like a people, like the the the, 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 the man who kept the prison where Paul and Silas was. We must be a people who ask that now, what must I do to be saved? And Jacob had power with this angel. He had power. He had power with God. And when we have power with God, we say that the name uh, Obadiah means servants of God. And servants of God, they also fear God. And those people who fear God, they have an everlasting gospel to to bear. And that's why we are told very well in the the spirit of prophecy. That many have come unto me and have asked me if uh, there's any connection between justification by faith and the third angel's message. And she answered them and said that the third angel's message is justification by faith in verity. And when you talk about justification by faith in verity, then we must talk about Romans chapter 1, verse number 16 and what? 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto what? Salvation. First to the Jew and then to the what? Greek. For therein, where? In the gospel, in the everlasting gospel, is the righteousness of God revealed. Brethren, those people who will be saved, who will be delivered, who will be saved from the antitypical esos, who will be saved from the time of trouble that shall be brought upon by people who walk by rushes by works, by are only people who have power with God, are the people who have been, in, who have been strengthened in their inner man. And that's why we we'll talk about the time of trouble. Now, we go to the book of early writings. We go to the book early writings. So, already the Bible has, 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 has set pace. And told us that we can we, we can get from it without without wondering what is the time of, of, of trouble. Already it has brought a time of trouble. Because if you read the, the, the history of, of, of Esau and Jacob, you can see how Esau came uh, came towards him. And Jacob was afraid of his life. And that's why we say that the time of trouble will be a time of an emotional anguish. Why will be a time of emotional anguish? The writing says this. Page 36. It says this to page 36, paragraph 2, to 37, uh, page 37, paragraph 1, it says, I saw that the four angels will hold the four winds until Jesus' work was done in the sanctuary. I saw that the four angels will hold the four winds until Jesus' work was done in the sanctuary. And then will come the seven last plagues. So which means here, if we read Spirit of Prophecy, the way we read the Word of God, because that is how we are supposed to read the, the Spirit of Prophecy. We interpret it the way we interpret the word of God. We let it define itself. We let it uh, link itself. He it says this way, very well, that until Jesus' work was done in the sanctuary, so it's only after Jesus' work is done in the sanctuary that the same plagues will do what will come. These plagues enrage the wicked against the righteous. So there are two camps here that have been introduced in all writings. They are the wicked and they are the righteous. And not only are they wicked, but they are a wicked people who have been enraged against the righteous. They thought that we had brought the judgments of God upon them and that if they could rid the earth of us, the plagues will be swayed. Will, will be, will be a decree went forth to slay the saints, which caused them to cry day and night for deliverance. So, a people who are servants of God, a people who have the fear of God, a people who seek to meet God face to face, they must be a people who cry to God day and night for what? Deliverance. Do we cry to God day and night for deliverance? Someone will say, Oh, you see, we have not approached the time where the time of whereby the seven last plagues will be poured. But question: Are we living at a time whereby we have already we have already started seeing calamities in the earth and people are saying that these calamities are coming to the earth because we don't keep the fast, the spiritual Sabbath holy? Are we seeing such a time? Because when the the great time of trouble, we see such events whereby people of God are being accused. But remember, before we enter the, the great time of trouble we will have the little time of trouble. And there are some happenings in the little time of trouble that are similar to the great time of trouble. Just that in the great time of trouble, they'll they'll be grand. For example, at the great time of trouble, as we see in early writings, the people of God will be accused. Are we starting to see this spirit of people of God being accused for the calamities that come upon the earth? A decree went forth to slay the saints, which caused them to cry day and night for deliverance. This was... The time of Jacob's trouble. So, what was Jacob's time of Jacob's trouble? It is very clear. And we have been told in the book, All Writings. Again, we move to another book. And this theme, this theme has been expounded very well in Great Controversy from page number 618. Now, uh, we read uh, a Great Controversy. It has been given bullet, bullet point by bullet point about, about this time. Let us just read it again uh, before we come to a close. I'm keeping time. The time of trouble was upon us I saw our people in great distress, weeping and praying. Do we weep? Do we pray in preparation for this time of trouble? Pleading the sure promises of God, while the wicked were all around us, mocking us and threatening to destroy us. And we see this thing as what happened during the time that Jezebel lived. The antitypical Jezebel. And by the way, Jezebel was a slave queen. She was called Jezebel the Great, the mother of slave queens. You can go and read that, you will find. The time of trouble was upon us. And now when you when you say Jezebel was a slay queen, you know what comes with the slay queen. She slayed the people of God, not the slaying that you think about. She slayed the people of God. Revelation 2. The time of trouble was upon us. I saw our people in great distress, weeping and praying, pleading, the sure promises of God. While the wicked were all around us, mocking us and threatening to destroy us, the way Esau threatened to destroy Jacob. They ridiculed our feebleness. They mocked at the smallness of our numbers and taunted us with words calculated to cut deep. Why did they mock the smallness of their numbers? Why does this company appear to be small? This company appears to be small because if you go to Revelation 13, whereby you find a work of rebellion, the way number 13 is first introduced as attached to rebellion, we find that the whole world will wander after the beast. And now who is this beast? This beast is the antitypical Jezebel. This beast is the end-time Jezebel. This beast is the apolitical, ap- 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 apocalyptic Jezebel. And they mock the smallness of our numbers. And from Prophet Obadiah, what did we get? We got that a time of trouble was not an excuse for serving God. Because inasmuch as he was brought into close combat with Jezebel the Great, the ancient slave queen, is that he still served God. Trouble should never be a reason for us not serving God. And you find the same thing in the, in, in the church of Thyatira. Whereby God also commends those people whom, despite living during a time of persecution, they did not lose their faith. Trouble should not send us away from God, but trouble should scare us into the arms of Jesus Christ. It continues to say, they ridiculed our feebleness. They mocked at the smallness of our numbers. They taunted us with words calculated to cut deep. They charged us with taking an independent position from all the rest of the world. What is the character of a people who will be saved from the time of trouble? They are a people who have taken an independent position from all the rest of the world. They don't flow with the world. They don't flow with the dress of the world. They don't flow with the diet of the world. They don't flow with the music of the world. Neither do they flow with the interest of the world. Why don't they flow with the interests of the world? It is because the things that they used to love they now hate. And the things that they used to hate they now love. There's a time that we loved world music but we now hate them. Because we have met God face to face. There's a time that we loved the dress of the world. But do we still love it or do we hate it now because we have met Christ? There are times whereby we despise the word of God. Whereby we saw it as, as dry manner. But we now love it since we have met Christ. So they charged us with talking. And with taking an dependent position from all the rest of the world. They had cut off our resources. So that we could not buy or sell. A time of trouble will be preceded by a time whereby there will be no buying or selling. And they referred to an abject poverty and stricken condition. Why are these people in abject poverty and stricken condition? Why are they not able to buy and sell? It is because they have stuck to serving God. They could not see how we live without the world. They could not see how we live without the world. The same way Jezebel could not see how the hundred prophets will not live without the world. The same way Ab could not see how Elijah could not live without the world. But God was with them through the ravens. We were dependent on the world, and we must concede to the customs and practices and the laws of the world, or go out of it. If we were the only people in the world whom the Lord favored, the appearances were awfully against us. They declared that they had the truth, that miracles were among them, that angels from heaven talked with them and walked with them. Who are these the people who are enraged against the people of God? And this is the same character that we find in Jezebel, because she calls herself a, what? a prophetess. And declares that she has the truth. That's why she had about 400 prophets on her in a in 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 table. False prophets. They declare that they have the truth. They declare that the miracles are among them. That the angels from heaven talk with them. And we you know that good angels cannot talk with them. But if angels talk with them, then they were they were the dark angels, and walked with them. And that great power and signs and wonders were performed among them. And this was the temporal millennium they had been expecting so long. The way the world is expecting a temporal millennium. The world was converted and in harmony with the Sunday law. And these little feeble people stood out in defiance of the laws of the land and the law of God and claimed to be the and the law of God. Uh, Let us let me get that clear so that we don't miss the point. And these little feeble people stood out in defiance of the laws of the land and the law of God and claimed to be the only ones right on the earth. That is selected messages, page 427, the last. Quotation that we read here. You'll go and read Great Controversy from page number 618. A lot has been talked about uh, the time of trouble. Now, Great Controversy 618. It says this. A sudden influence Esau to march against Jacob. So will he stir up the wicked to destroy God's people in the time of trouble. And as he accused Jacob, he will urge his accusations against the people of God. Have we not heard people saying that the tsunami that, w- that hit the world back then was because people did not keep the spirit of Sabbath? Are we not hearing the same accusations? The way where Christ was when he was about to be crucified. Evil angels began saying crucify him in a low town. Crucify him in a low town. And it began to catch fire. And everyone who did not listen. Who was not inspired by the word of God. Joined the song. There are very many people who are joining the songs in the world. Songs which will lead them to a point whereby. According to John chapter 16 verse number 2. They will kill the people of God. Thinking that they are serving God. So, he says, and Satan influenced Esau to march against Jacob. So, he will stir up the wicked to destroy God's people in the time of trouble. And as he accuses Jacob, he will urge his accusations against the people of God. He numbers the world as his subjects. But the little company who keep the commandments of God are resisting his supremacy. If he could blot them from the earth, his triumph will be complete. So, brethren, those are the conditions that will exist during Jacob's time of trouble. That's why it's called Jacob's time of trouble. And Daniel chapter 12, whereby we want to bring in closing thoughts, talks about this time of trouble. Daniel chapter 12 talks about this time of trouble and talks about the deliverance that will come during this time of trouble. And by the way, we have said it will be it was a time whereby Esau marched against Jacob. Now, remember when they were being born in, in the book of Genesis 25, whereby we read, They were twins, yes. But who came out first? It was Esau who came out first. Then what happened when Jacob came out second? Jacob held his heel. Now, look at this imagery. Now, when a child is born, it is the head that comes out first. So Esau's head came out first, then his leg followed. And because Jacob's head was following, he also held his heel. Now, if you look at that imagery... Is that Esau's hill Is over Jacob's head Is that Esau's hill Is over Jacob's head Do we get a picture there? We are going to Daniel 12 But we have just remembered something Is that Esau's hill Was over Jacob's head Is there a picture that we get there That has also been talked of In the Bible Yes, Psalms Chapter number 41 I believe 41 or 49. Let us just go there. In the book of Psalm. In the book of Psalm 41. In the book of Psalm. Chapter 41 verse 9. He says. Yeah. My own familiar friend. In whom I trusted. Which did eat my bread. Question. Did, ja- did Esau eat Esau's bre- Jacob's, ja- Jacob's food? Yes. Yeah. My own friend in whom I trusted, which did eat my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. What picture do we get there again? Esau lifted up his heel against Jacob, whom he had eaten his bread. And in great controversy, we are saying that Esau, and typical Esau, will march against Jacob. When he lifts up his heel against him, what does that mean? John chapter 18, verse number 3, then we go to Daniel 12 as we close. We have 3 minutes. John chapter number 3 John John chapter number 18 John 18 This lifting up of the hill against him John 18 says this John 18 John chapter number 18 Why have I lost this verse? John chapter 18 whereby it says uh, whereby we also get again a familiar friend who did eat of someone's bread, also lifted up his heel against him. We find that in the book of John chapter, where am I losing this verse? Just a minute. John 13, 18. Not John 18, 13. John 13, 18. What does it say? I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scriptures may be fulfilled. He hath eaten bread with me, and that lifted up his heel against me who is this judas question did judas have power over the past whereby they kept the money yes he had power over the past what name is judas given he is given the name the son of perdition that name son of perdition there is no other person that is given that name son of perdition in the word of god except the papacy second thessalonians chapter 2 from verse number 2 sons of perdition will the papal power have power over the treasury of the world, yes. And that's why great controversy says that the they, they, they people of God will not be able to buy or sell unless they worship the beast. But because they are servants of God, they don't worship the beast. Daniel chapter number 12, as we bring it to a close. Daniel 12. Daniel 12, which talks about a time of trouble. Daniel 12. Daniel chapter number 12 says this. It begins, and at that time, Now, when it says, and at that time, now, which time is this? What was happening for Daniel to to write, and at that time? If we want to understand what was happening, you go back to the book of Daniel chapter number 11. And as you near the end of Daniel 11, we see there is a power here. Who is the king of the north? Who is the, who is the antitypical Jezebel? Which is the purple power? Going after the people of God. Why were they going after the people of God? Genesis, uh, Daniel chapter 11 verse 44 but tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him. Therefore, he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and utterly to make away many. Many will be made away with because of the message that they have. The message that comes from the rising of the sun. And that's why Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 says, And Jesus Christ, who is the son of righteousness, with healing in his wings, just like the sun rises from the east, these people have a message of righteousness by faith. We shall enrage the purple power and we'll go after them. And because of this, because of this condition that will be there like this, verse 12 now says, And at that time, why? By the people of God will be sought after because of the message that they have. And at that time, shall Michael stand up? If you go back to Daniel chapter 7, Michael sat down and books were opened. In Daniel 12, he stands up. Now in Daniel 7, he sat down and books were opened for the investigative judgment to begin. Now, when he stands up, it means that that work is complete. And we read what will happen when that work is complete. What will follow are the seven last plagues. And the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble. Look at the sequence of events. Michael stands up. One. There shall be a time of trouble such as never was. That is Jacob's time of trouble. Even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. Everyone. Everyone. That shall be found written in the book. Obadiah means servant of God. Obadiah has against a message against Edom, who is Esau, who will rise against the people of God. And Daniel also talks about deliverance. Was Daniel a servant of God? Daniel three verse twenty-six. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace. Are they in trouble? Yes. And spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God. Was Jacob a servant of God? Yes. Was was was, was Obadiah a servant of God? Yes. Was Obadiah who lived during, during the time of trouble a servant of God? Yes. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what name are they given? Ye servants of God of the Most High, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth from the midst of fire. Have they been saved from the time of trouble? Yes. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 20, says this. And when he came to the den, and cries the lamentable voice, O Daniel, and the king spake and said, O Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Do we serve a living God? Do we serve him continually? That is the question. Do we walk with him continually the way Enoch walked with him? Do we walk with him continually the way Elijah walked with him? He says, and he went to the den and cried the lamentable voice O to Daniel, and the king spake and said, O Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions. Revelation, the last verse. Revelation chapter 1. These are message that is born by the servants of God. For us to be saved during this time of trouble, when the antitypical Esau shall come against the people of God, we must be servants of God. For us to be servants of God, we must do all that we have said. Revelation 1, 1 says this, The revelation of Jesus Christ, it is about him. It is the centrality of this gospel, which God gave unto him to shew unto his servants, the things which must shortly come to pass. Whom is this message for? The servants of God. Things which must shortly come to pass, and is sent and signified by his angel unto his servant John. Was John the servant of God? Yes. Who bear the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ? We must bear the word of God. We must have the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Verse 3. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep these things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. Couser Initiative members. Blessed will we be if we read these things and hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this wonderful evening. May we seek after you continually. May we walk with you continually. May we serve you continually. The way thy servants serve you during a time of famine, and it was a time whereby you fed them with bread, we know that our providence is sure. When we reach a dead end, you have got a thousand more ways of which we know nothing about. And that is the promise that we walk with into the little time of in this little time of trouble as we wait for the great deliverance which will come to those who have been justified by faith, who have been sanctified by faith, and who will be glorified for them to pass through that time of trouble, when the door of probation shall have been closed, when antitypical esos shall be enraged against the antitypical. Israelites. Be with us the way you saved Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from fire, so shall you save us from the fires of persecution. Keep each and every soul. Bless us with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit because as he hid the prophets in 50-50, a hundred of them, why didn't he hide a hundred in one cave? It's because we see a beautiful image of what used to happen on the 50th day the Pentecost experience, whereby devout men came to seek you. Keep us well, then we just cast as we pray and believe. Amen. God bless us all. God bless us all.